Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. As, as I put it, Josh looking like Josh. Yes. Running off the sidelines, screaming, fired up. It, that was the Josh I think we've all come to know and love. And then he gets to the sidelines, takes his helmet off. It's behind the bench, so we're not allowed to film there. And he says, I feel like I'm. <laughs> Let's try that again. Ready? I feel like I'm. <laughs> this is the Buffalo Plus podcast brought to you by Connors and Ferris. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Mike Catalano, along with Dan Fates. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Jenna, a.k.a. the host, a.k.a. our princess, <laughs> uh, getting a little family time off leading into the holiday. So much room for activity. We got a lot of room. In Even with great- her wingspan, that you can tell. We <laughs> have a lot of room. In our great podcast studio. It just keeps getting better. Better and better and better. It's fun to be in here. It's fun to be talking football as the Bills get set to play the Eagles this week. Before we talk about the matchup, let's start talking about the Bills. We've been talking about Josh Allen. We always talk about Josh Allen. But it's been, what's wrong with Josh? Now it's kind of what's right with Josh. Now this guy has been a, you know, star quarterback. He's become a commercial spokesperson. He's become a personality. Now he's a movie character. Yeah. Um, We saw the clip, if you haven't already. It's all over social media. It was picked up by NFL Films. After the 81-yard touchdown pass to Khalil Shakir, Josh comes over the sidelines. Jenna had a phenomenal clip of as, as I put it, Josh looking like Josh. Yes. Running off the sidelines, screaming, fired up. It, that was the Josh I think we've all come to know and love. And then he gets to the sidelines, takes his helmet off. It's behind the bench, so we're not allowed to film there. And he says, I feel like I'm... <laughs> Let's try that again. Ready? I feel like I'm... <laughs> He feels like he's. Where's the where's the bleep button? <laughs> we lost the bleep button. Is it gone? <laughs> okay. Nope. Nope. That's it. Anyway. Say it. Yeah. Right now. Say it. What do you say? Yeah. Say it. I feel like I'm back. That doesn't sound like him. What did he say? Say it. It's explicit. I feel like I'm back. Josh says, I feel like I'm bleeping Bleeping back. back. Right. And he was, we talked to him on Wednesday about it because that clip kind of caught steam. Yeah. And Josh kind of played it cool, said, uh, you know, I was watching John Wick. That's what John Wick says. And that was kind of where it was. Now, I don't buy it. 
I think that 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 touchdown, that game, that performance, Josh did find himself again. Right. Because Stephon Diggs talked about it and all these guys that something switched with him. And Josh also brought up the fact of how he was been this low positive guy, right? Right. Now, we, we've talked about that a lot. And on Wednesday, he had this to say about if he's continuing to do that low positive. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to just trying to be myself out there, and whatever it calls for me, and you know whatever emotions I'm feeling, I, I feel like I play with my emotions on my sleeve, and maybe I've been masking that the last few games or throughout this season. Um, but need to need to let my guys know how much I care about this game and how much I care about them. So if that calls for emotion, that, that's what it calls for. So yeah, that is the Josh that I think we've yeah. all wanted to see. He wears his emotions on his sleeve, and, and we saw that. I think the team feeds off that. He, he talked about that after the game of just, that's who I need to be. And if that's what this team needs, I, I'll do it. And I think that that got back to it. And I think Joe Brady, all week, right. rubbing him up, saying he's the baddest and the best quarterback in the league, paid off. You know what else pays off is 81-yard touchdown passes. That that helps, too. And two other touchdown scores, right? It's success that leads to the overall positive. I think McDermott talked about it. It's like, basically, you got to earn the right to have the fun, right? You have the fun when it's going well. Can you start with that mindset? But we know of a guy who seems to have noticed this in his quarterback, and he seems to be, you know, Stefan seems to be buying into it. And Steph said this week that, Josh came up to him and said, hey, like, for lack of a better word, if I need a kick in the ass, give me a kick in the ass. Like, I, something's not clicking with this offense. For despite whatever EPA tells you and anything else that goes on, something was wrong with this offense, and we, we, we've dived into it enough. But the fact that Josh has the awareness and the leadership of Stephon Diggs, he really likes being in Buffalo, just to let you know. He, he's, not he's, going, not, he's not asked to be traded? No, no, he no. hasn't. That relationship, you know, he kind of told him like, "Hey, like, help me out here if I if I need something and this team needs something." And and I think that's part of what we're hearing about these conversations. And I, and I credit this team and this leadership right. for going through the tough times. And as Jenna said, getting hit with the bag of shit until you finally figure out what smells. Has Jenna told her dad yet? No, I don't think Ben knows mine. Okay, but we but I think it needs it. And I thought Steph did a really good job of understanding what Josh needs. Right, and. I think it was the kick in the pants of like, hey, like you wake up, we feed off you. And again, all this talk, and we'll get into the running game, which right. will make me sick. But this team goes as far as Josh, this team goes yeah. as Josh Allen goes. We talk about a balanced offense. This is an offense that is built around Josh Allen. Right. Period. This offense goes as Josh Allen goes. I don't care how well James Cook runs the ball, and he's been running the ball well. I can. <laughs> he can't say it. You were. I was wrong. It was stuck in my throat a little bit, but that that's where we need to be. Yeah. So it was great to see, I, I think, to see that that Josh Allen return. And we talked about it on Wednesday with, with the media day. Guys picked up on that. And what I wanted to see, Mike, was they always talk about, hey, 24-hour rule, turn the page. You know, Sean talks about that, and Josh kind of the same thing. But what can, I believe, carry over is energy. Yeah. Because... You talk about, okay, well, hey, like every week we turn the page and move on. But you want to keep bringing the things that worked. And all last week we heard of, we got to bring energy. Joe Brady seemed to brought, helped bring that energy. But you can't fire coordinators every week to supply <laughs> energy. Yeah. you you got, Josh has to do it. 
Stefan has to do it. The defense has to do it. I said it last week about Brady uh, after the game. Great start. And I, I tweeted at halftime that you can't really judge Joe Brady against this Jets defense. They're really good. And then they proceed to go out in the second half and really light it up. But I will say this, as good as it was, and it was really good, it is still only one game, and the tape is out there now. Yep. So, again, McDermott, referring to the offense, he really said it's not always the plays. It's the way – it's about energy for there, too, and it is about being focused. And they, it's easy to say they just always refer to execution. But you can have a great play call, and if guys don't execute it and they don't bring that energy all week, which is preparing to be really good – then I think you lose something. What concerns me about this team is them, even for Josh, is them him still trying to find this yep. this late into the season. Your quarterback should be a given. Now, that being said, if he finds it now and he maintains this and this energy, they're not going to win every game, right? right? Or whatever they end up doing. You got to maintain it. You got he, he had in the past had been good in the downtimes of a game, fighting back and bringing the team back. My hope is that for whatever reason he got where he is, he doesn't need this thing. But at least when he goes to Diggs and says that, by the way, how do you think he feels about Diggs telling everybody that? You think he's cool with that? I don't know. That's a good question. I was thinking is like Josh wouldn't say that. Maybe I mean, he did ask Diggs in that way, but he has the trust. He has the trust in. Diggs. I thought they hated each other. I know, right? I wow. thought Diggs, you know, didn't want anything to do with him after last season well, in Cincinnati. Well, also, I'm reading and hearing in New York City, the guys were talking about Josh getting traded to the Giants. Wow. What, that was news. What a time. That was on the internet. Yeah. It really must, was. Must, must have been true. Yeah. Had to be true. So that hasn't happened. Diggs hasn't been traded. And I haven't heard from Diggs' brother in a while. Yeah, it's nice. So all that is positive. This is kind of, like I said, the vibe, and I, and I get it. Sean was asked after the game, when did everything go wrong? Right. Like, what was it that caused this loss of energy and this cohesion that you guys have had? And Sean kind of, I give him credit, had some levity in the situations. And if I knew when it went away, I should have bought a lottery ticket. Like, you know, like, I, if I could go back and make the change when I did, I, I should have done it. But the past is kind of in the past. And we've said it before, Joe Brady isn't going to fix anything. But it was the vibe check that, needed Ken Dorsey to be fired to instill some energy. Again, you cannot fire a coordinator every week to bring energy. The team has to do it. The execution has to do it. The play calling and all of those things to it. Hopefully that continues to move on. It's not a knock on Ken Dorsey specifically about play calls, but it really is sort of a vibe knock on him, right? He's, he's caught some strays. I was going to say that, but, I didn't want to sound like the, you know, the old guy throwing out the phrase. I was going to say he's going to catch strays the rest of the year if things go well. If the vibes continue. Yeah. This you see this in other sports. The Phillies did it 2 years ago. Right. Joe Girardi. Again. He was a worse manager than what Ken Dorsey was as an offensive coordinator. Right. And you see that happen a lot of times in hockey. Coaches, especially in hockey, they don't have that much of a control. I mean, the guys got to make the plays out on right. the ice. But a lot of times it just shakes up a locker room. Yeah. I think Dorsey's departure shook up that locker room. Well, it also should have it shook up Josh because yep. it was his guy and he helped get him fired. Don't argue with me on this. If you're the quarterback of a team and the OC gets fired, it's partially to whatever level you want to give it to on the quarterback. 
Correct. It's we can't bench you, Josh, but we can fire your friend. Yeah. Uh, you know who's helped Josh out in the last few weeks is Dalton Kincaid. I mean, we expect it now, right? Yeah. He's the number two target on the team, no question. And now you go into games like, oh, Kincaid caught a ball, caught a couple. He's part of the offense. Oh no, he's a major part of the offense now. What do we ask? What do we ask of him? Five for Five seventy. Seventy. That's all we want of him. And I think it's really interesting. This week, Stephon Diggs talked about Dalton Kincaid earning the respect of Diggs, and he's actually the biggest compliment he could give him. He's got a handshake now. For me, like you know, especially with young guys, like I'm not the nicest. You know what I'm saying? Just because I know how to rule it. Like when I was young, they weren't the nicest to me, but I understood why. And when I think about it now, it's just like as a young player, they you want them to earn their respect. I don't care how nice they are. And Dalton Kincaid is the sweetest soul. You know what I'm saying he's a good, he's a good ass guy. So like at the end of the day, nobody cares about that. I want you to earn your keep. I want to see what you are as a player. And uh, like you can ask him yourself if you if y'all had interview him. He just got a handshake like last week. You know what I'm saying like I feel like the handshake is important. He didn't. He got a usual just regular uh, running the mill dap up. Cause like for me, I feel like you got to earn a handshake. You got to make some plays. And I and I like his game. I told you I like this game in camp. And he's shown that uh, put the money on black, I guess, or put the money on Dalton. I'm saying, I guess on the betting world, I forgot how to say it, but I trust him and I like him. So he got his little handshake. We'll see how it goes. I might have to revoke it, depending on how he plays the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So, hey, he said he could revoke it. Right. He said, but for the most, for the time being, it was just a simple handshake. But now he gets, uh, now he gets stepped up and moving forward again. I think he's become a crucial part of this offense. He's the number two guy. He's past Gabe. Um, and he's, I think, proving what he, what they were hoping for by trading up and, and getting somebody like this to control the middle of the field. Everybody always talks about his his knack, his instincts, his Josh called him elusively fast today. Those, those kind of things all play into it. But again, continuing to broaden his repertoire, broaden his uh, his route tree, and, and to get him to be a couple more explosive plays. But he's been great with Yak. Josh really went elusively fast. Elusively fast. Is he a coach on the field too? That's a it's a white guy line. It's white guy line. <laughs> that's, 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 Josh, it really come on. You guys know it is. Yeah. Josh is like, hey, I'm fast. I'm elusively fast too. Deceptively quick. Yeah. Is that great? Coach on the field. Yep. First one in, last one out. I mean, seriously. By the way, I was marking down. So Diggs likes Allen and Kincaid. So he has two teammates that we know he likes. Correct. That wow. he's that he's outspoken about. Wow. He likes Jimbo too. He likes James Cook. Oh, okay. But he also has told James Cook that he's not going to score a red zone touchdown. Right. Remember he said he's like, you got to score from 30 Too yards Too far out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's got to take like a pass to the end zone because somebody else would take his carries. Yes. That was the one game. I can't remember what it was earlier in the year. It was when things were going really well. But Diggs put James Cook in the game on a one yard on the one yard line. And he didn't score. And then coach took him out. And, <laughs> and Diggs was there the first one to greet him on the sidelines. Like, dude, I tried. Yeah. Like, I, I was the one that put you in. And I think Murray ran in the next one. But yeah. yeah, Kincaid, again, massive part of this offense. I think he's already fifth all time in in um, rookie rookie receptions for a tight end. Yeah. And he's got six games left. Well, the Bills as a franchise do not have very big numbers from the tight end position. And we still don't know when Dawson Knox is returning. I know some people yeah. are probably going, what about Dawson Knox? The window is... Wally Pipped. It has not been opened yet for him Correct. to return. So, look, the hope is they be back. You could use another player. 
how many people in our audience do you think, how many viewers, subscribers know the Wally Pip? It's a low, low number. Wally Pip was replaced by Lou Gehrig. And then he played a couple games in a row. Yeah, thousands. And yeah. then Belichick did that. Belichick made that comment to Welker. Yeah. On this, that was the one when it resurfaced. Edelman ran a punt back in the preseason and, and he, he went him. and he went up to Edel, he went up to Welker and was like, you know who Wally Pip is? And he's like, Nope. And he's like, got replaced by Lou Gehrig. Never saw the field again. Yeah. Well, then they got rid of Welker. Yeah. <laughs> Belichick wasn't kidding. Oh, that was <laughs> back Pip. when that was back when he was a good coach. Yeah. Well, it's been a while. All right. So let's get into this game. Eagles and the Bills. It's the start of a stretch. Well, really, for I mean, both teams. The Eagles just played the Chiefs. Bills are going to play the Eagles. Then they're going to play the Chiefs. Then the Cowboys. The Eagles are going to then play the Niners and the Cowboys. All these teams matching up. When you look at all those teams together, they're all pretty even. And right now, the Bills are still Correct. a notch below. Correct. They can get back up there, but they're a notch below. Mm -hmm. What do you think it's going to be like for them going into the link on Sunday? I was going to ask you what it's like because you're the, might have been to a game or two. In you Philly. may have been to a game or two in Philly. All right. So for those of you who don't know, you hear me all the time talk about it. It's why I love sports is going to Eagles games. Philly. I went to games as a very young kid with my dad at Franklin Field, which is a University of Pennsylvania. This was for just a short period of time, but till they built the vet. So they built the vet in the seventies. You were going to get, <laughs> yeah. I was little. I was a baby. It's like people here who would say I went to games at the warm, the old uh, rock pile. Rock pile. So I went there. I, I didn't know what was going on. I remember. I swear. I remember walking in the first time and thought it was the greatest place ever. And I said to you, I still love it. Walking into a new stadium at the same time. Then the vet was the vet. The crazy place. It was considered nice. But I went there. You know, we have had season tickets for the Eagles since 1971. My family. I always love when we talk personal stuff. Yeah. Whether it's my kids or Jenna's yeah. food and all this yeah. stuff. Like, it is funny when people are like, you guys are all Bills fans. It's like, no, no, yes, kind of is well, we, how it works. But again, your knowledge and your first experience with football is Philadelphia. Yeah. Also, Renee, my wife goes, oh, you know, you're going back to Philly, all these things this weekend. Mike's going to, you know, we're going to go get Philly cheesesteaks, all yeah. these things. And uh, Renee goes, Where's Mike from in Philly? I go, he's not from Philly. I'm from Jersey. Yeah. And I tell yeah. Blue in his mind. I mean, there are people who always say, I'm from Philly, you know, and they're from outside. I say, Jersey, South Jersey. And I'm from the sticks of South Jersey. Vineland, Bridgeton area. Not the Jersey Shore. No. We're like right in the middle of the state. So I've been going to games in Philly. I have been to so many Eagles games. I had a whole series of disappointments before I came up to cover the Bills and had a whole series of disappointments with the Bills. So my love of sports really started with going to Eagles games. And I follow the Eagles. I cover the Bills. This week, I think, is massive for the Bills. For the Bills. It's important for the Eagles. Every win is. They got the Lions chasing them. They're really good. But this is massive for the Bills. Two different reasons. Because we're talking about it. This is a non-conference game. Right. Okay. For the Eagles, it's not as important in right. that in that sense. It's important, and for everybody's going, well, it's a non-conference game for the Bills. Bills need wins. They need definitely. That's wins. the difference in this game, where the Bills, because Philly then plays the Eagles and the Cowboys, massive 
Uh, Niners and the Cowboys. Niners yep. and Cowboys. Sorry. Like that's huge for them. It is, but they need wins too, because they're only a game ahead of the Lions. but there's Agreed. a difference between a win for possibly the number one seed and a win to make the playoffs. Massive. Yeah. For the bills. So the matchups, I mean, look, it's, it's a tough one. So what's the link like? The link is cool. It's built the same time as some of these other newer stadiums like Tennessee. Well, I guess Tennessee was maybe a little bit right around the time and Foxborough and all. It's good. The vet was a pit. It was awful, but it was intimidating with the terrible field and everything. The Link's a really nice stadium. They win at the Link. Like this team. They score a lot of points too. They score points and they win. And when you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers, hit. Since he's taken over in the last two years, he's only lost one game at Lincoln Financial. If you count the playoffs overall, he's 25 and three. One of the losses being in the Super Bowl, where he had a phenomenal game. And what's he been the last two seasons? In the last two seasons, he was uh, 14 and one last year as a starter because the two losses were not with two other losses were with. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Yes. And this year he's nine and one. So he's 23 and three plus two playoff wins and a Super Bowl loss. And, so but, and the losses and, are to the Jets and, and the, the Commanders. Commanders. Commanders at home and the Jets this year at the Jets. So, like, I keep thinking that they may have a bit of a letdown. The Eagles will. We talked about that on the drive home. Yeah. I said to you, like, that is what the setup is. And then they had this emotional win. But this team is built on both lines of scrimmage. I mean, Jason Kelsey might retire at the end of the year. He's still the best center in the NFL. Yep. He's still a great, they are really good on the offensive line. Lane Johnson's as good as it gets at right tackle. They are loaded there. They have AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. I mean, I would love to see what Josh Allen would do with this. No disrespect to the current members of the bills. That Eagles roster on the offensive side is loaded. You're not the only one that feels that way. Sean McDermott does as well. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a, a good football team. This is a good football team in all three phases. And I think um, Howie Roseman does a great job of every year um, putting a Super Bowl, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl caliber team on the field. Um, and that's hard to do every year. Um, but he's done that. And then um, you watch uh, what they do offensively. They can run the football. Um, um, they got a heck of an offensive line, heck of an offensive line coach, and um, they can throw the football. The weapons that they have to throw the football, um, probably probably one of the one of the best moves in recent NFL history to go get AJ Brown uh, the way they did, and and how that's helped their offense in addition to the other weapons they already had. He's talking about the Eagles, but it's a little bit of like, man, it would be nice to have that here. He's jealous of those lines of scrimmage. Yes. He's jealous of those, that offensive line and that defensive line. Because yes. I think, look, the Eagles have 30 touchdowns this year, 15 rushing. Yes. 15 passing. Like, that is how bounced of an offense. That Fredonia math. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have to take my shoe off. Uh, that is, I think that's what Sean McDermott wishes his team could be. But they are still explosive offensively 100%. in the pass game. They and still take they chances. Yeah. Well, if you saw their game against Kansas City, they couldn't block. That was such an aberration for the way they play. They were bad on both lines of scrimmage. Yeah. The D-line was getting run on. The O-line couldn't block. Then they started to figure out, 
it came back with the run game or the quick passing game, yeah. usually to the backs. So it's a tough matchup. What worries me for the Bills in this game is if Taron Johnson's not clear because and he, Dane. Yes, and Dane. But, you know, that slot, like the Eagles are missing Avante Maddox and they have missed him all year. You know, they've brought in guys, uh, Bradley, Bradley Roby, and then, you know, to play in that Kevin slot. Byard. Kevin Byard at safety. They brought him in. It's hard. Most teams barely have one guy that's really good in the slot. Yeah. It's hard to have backups there. So if Taron Johnson isn't cleared and can't go, that's tough. That's a tough one. It's also concussion. Like that, that is a whole nother monster. And that's yeah. a whole separate podcast to get it, get into in its own. But, but it's effective. Like this isn't something you can, this isn't a, uh, a toughness. Rolled, thank right. you. This isn't a rolled ankle, shoot it up. You're going to go out there and play. Like this is, this is tough. And both of those guys were massive collisions. Yeah. So like, this wasn't like, oh, he played, he finished the rest of the game and then ended up in concussion protocol. Like Dane was wobbly to his feet. And Taron went right to the locker room and yeah. didn't come back. So now Terrell Bernard came back. He did have the extra day. Yep. So I guess, wait a minute, did he have an extra day? No, they were coming off Monday night. No, it was going into the Monday was, night game. Yes, he did yes, have yes. the extra day. So he had the extra day when he came back in that one week. That would be big. I want to point something out, and it's something that we've talked about, and I've talked to a friend of mine who played Division I uh, football at, at Syracuse because they talk about balance of an offense. And you'll hear Sean McDermott talk about it a lot, and we saw what Joe Brady was able to do with that. But smart guys like Dan Orlovsky and other guys that I really trust and respect, if you're on TV talking football, you know more football than me, and you probably know more than most people in local eh, media. Not always. Yeah, well, okay. Stephen A. Smith's on TV. That's true. He doesn't okay. know more than that. But, like, if you've played at any level of professional football, you are you know more about the game. Yeah. Okay, and Orlovsky has been screaming for the Bills to go under center more. Right. And I looked into it, and I was talking to my friend, and, and the point is, too, is that the Bills offense – they started the game with 18 plays out of the shotgun. They are very shotgun heavy. While Josh Allen can say that he's comfortable in both the shotgun and under center, he's definitely more comfortable out of the shotgun. Part of that is because coaching, you don't teach going under center anymore. RPO has become such a massive part of the game in right. college and in high school that quarterbacks just don't grow up going under center and learning a three-step drop, a five-step drop, and a seven-step drop. And... My friend from Syracuse talked about the fact of when you're in shotgun, you're very limited, not only to just the running game, you're, it's definitely more pass heavy, but you can only do really a three-step drop is the main drop that you do or a five-step drop. When you do that, you are limiting and becoming more predictable. And Rasul Douglas's interception of Zach Wilson is a prime example. Zach Wilson was just doing three-step drops, one, two, three, balls coming out. And Rasul Douglas just stared at, at Zach Wilson and said, I'm going to take a gamble on this. And, and that's how this works. And when I look at the Bills and how heavy they are in the shotgun, yeah. and Sean talks about wanting to be balanced, you can be balanced between running and passing. But then within that passing game, you need to have balance. Yeah. And that balance is also going under center some because you have play action, you have a three-step drop, a five-step drop, a seven-step drop. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now under center. He has the second highest uh, quarterback rating at 126.3. He is second in yards per attempt at 12.1. We're an offense that has struggled to have big plays. And when I look at it before and you said, everybody said how predictable the Bills offense was with Ken Dorsey. It was a lot of shotgun. 
Yeah. There was a lot of three-step drops and the ball's getting out. I, I'm calling on Ken Dorsey or whoa, I'm calling on Joe Brady in the words of Dan Orlovsky to continue to put Josh Allen under center. The Ty Johnson touchdown on yeah. fourth down was Great. under center. It, it, it prevents so many more things. It, it makes defenses be so much more honest. And I know this is a little bit more X's and O's and inside the, you know, inside baseball for this knowledge, but just understand that when you go under center, I know it's not as comfortable, but you open up so much more and you keep defenses guessing. And I think that's part of what you talk about a balanced offense. You can be balanced in the passing game and running game. You need to be balanced inside both of those as well. Yeah, And effective motion too. motion that does something for the quarterback with intent. With intent that all of a sudden it gives him a clue as to what he is seeing. Josh then knows it before the snap, then makes a quick decision. We've seen a difference. And look, I'm telling you, this Eagles defense can be had. Yes. Their D-line is lethal. Yeah. And Jalen Carter is an unblockable force mm -hmm. in the middle. They have Josh Sweat. They have Fletcher Cox. Hassan Reddick. Like, they get after it. What can affect this defense is... Quick, decisive passing, mm -hmm. and the middle of the field has been effective for teams. And Darius Slay is not what he used to be, and they they have had they have struggled in, in the secondary at times. But it usually comes from quarterbacks who can get the ball out and make quick decisions and not let that D line impact you as much as as they have in other games. Quick decisions in buying time. Yeah, we saw Patrick Mahomes. I thought he's. But he's, he bought he's time. An, he's he, annoyingly elusive. Yeah. He's, but he bought time in that game and still did not. The, the secondary actually played pretty well in that game. The, the, he only threw for 100 and what did he throw for 150 yards in the whole game? Well, he did not really throw well, the ball. A couple of drops? Had a couple, of, well, including the one big one at the end. But Kelsey, and by the way, keep that in mind, Bills fans. Like, Kelsey doesn't because you're gonna see him in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Kelsey, that Kelsey doesn't. It's a matter of if, if Swift's in the house. Yeah, she's an Eagles fan anyhow. That's right. She is. I'm saying is this Eagles defense can give up some big plays. Yes. Can give up points in the passing game. In the passing game, yes. They gave up in the running game. I don't think that's the norm for them. I They've agree. been really good against the run. Mm -hmm. um, Pacheco runs hard. He did it to him in the Super Bowl too. Yep. But. I would say you have that. Then on the other, you know, on the other side is I will tell you this. AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts are best friends. They were getting into it a little bit on the sidelines. Kind of get the feeling it was AJ Brown's fault based on what they were saying. So it was an interception on that play. He did very little. When that happens with the Eagles. Yeah. It, what he went for 125 in five straight games. They're I think six straight. They're going back to AJ. I mean, Devontae Smith is an outstanding receiver. They're going back to A.J. in this game. So you're going to see a lot of him. He can run the slants. He runs every route. That's a tough – that is a tough – it's a tough matchup for everybody. That's a tough matchup for the Bills. Yeah. It certainly is. So, again, we'll see. Sean McDermott, we thought he was going back home. He's not. He said his home is Buffalo. That is correct. Which should be the case. It is Buffalo now. His parents live in Buffalo – or his parents live in Philly. Philly, right. Because he was in Carolina for a while. I yeah. mean, he grew up in Philly. And he did that. I'm actually pretty high on both of these offenses being able to move the ball. Yeah. I'm a little bit worrisome about the defenses, especially. And this is from somebody who I feel like I've been vindicated by saying, even with all these injuries, I figured Sean McDermott holding this defense together with tinfoil and bubblegum would still put together a top 10 defense. It's just the way that he is. And he has. 
but losing Taron Johnson and Dane Jackson and Taylor Rapp for the for the utility of doing things, uh, I guess I'm very concerned about what this Eagles team could do. We were talking about for whether it's a letdown spot. I still think that the Eagles will be able to move the ball pretty effectively because of the the advantage they have on the offensive line as well as the injuries the Bills have in the secondary. Yeah, I, I think it is something. You know, this Eagles team this year has not been blowing people out. Games have been close. They've been behind in games. They've come back, and they find a way. They really are that team. Last year, they were running away from teams. This year, almost every game has been close or relatively yeah. close. So I kind of expect that kind of game. Look, I think the Eagles are the better team in this, mm -hmm. but the Bills are maybe found something. Yeah, And if they really did, I would say this, whether they win the game or not, you got to show some that progress. It's got to be going forward because you got two more offensively, a hundred percent. I have them losing a close game. Yeah. It's just kind of the way the, the vibe that I feel. And again, I, I think, I think this game's a one possession game. I think, yeah. it, I think it's within three points. Um, but again, I, I think they need to put up another offensive stack those good offensive performances feel like the bills offense um that we've become accustomed to you hate to say a moral victory like there are no there's no moral victory but again to improve the offense uh where it is moving forward i don't think of it that way more i think of it more like you need progress from this offense it was stagnant or bad for a while and it was good last week it needs to be good again to build on it for the next week it's not like oh we feel good about ourselves you should play well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moral victory is the wrong word. I'm saying we have now switched from the Broncos game, the Giants game, the the Patriots game, and um, the Jets game, where I said it's okay to be conservative. Field goals and punts were going to win you games. Yeah. This you're now going into a stretch of. I'd even throw the Chargers game in there. Oh yeah, it's on the road in L.A. Yeah. Put up some bleeping points. Like like you're going up against some really good offenses that I think are going to put pressure on this Bills defense. And there are going to be games, and we've said it before, there are going to be games where, Josh, we used to say, go out and score 30. Like, put up 30 points. I think this is a game where you're going to need to score 30 points to win against the Eagles. All right, I'm going to let my Philly come out here a little bit, even though it's from South Jersey. Eagles? You don't like Nick Sirianni. You're going to hate him by the end of the game if you're a Bills fan. You are. But I'm going to tell you this about that guy. He is aggressive. His team follows him. He goes for it all the time his team barely looks to the sidelines on fourth down and they are going to run the brotherly shove and it's going to work I i'm sorry it works every time 60 percent of the time it works every time. every time it works every time it does don't worry about them making it illegal when it's third and short or fourth and short they're running it they're getting it they do it all the time they will be aggressive non-stop he does he goes for it in his own 29-yard line in the first quarter of the game against Dallas, fourth and one. They have that much confidence in it. Until the league bans it, they don't care. They're going to run it, and it works. What did McDaniel call it? It's first and nine? Yeah. Because if it's fourth and one, it's automatic. Yeah, and teams have tried everything to stop it and haven't been able to. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I, again, the Bills really need it. For us here in the pod, it would be – Really good for the Bills to go down there and pull out a win. Yeah. And they could be catching the Eagles at the right time, but we will see how it plays out. Um, yeah. All right, Jenna didn't show today. Hmm. Yeah. She'll watch this and we'll be getting text messages at this part. Yeah. 
She'll be like, oh, you guys everything looked good. Uh, yeah, everything looks great. <laughs> Ah, well, I filled in as the host for today. I do yeah. okay? Yeah, not bad. Okay, not yeah. bad. Might have a I got to figure out the soundboard. Yeah, seriously. Definitely not the one I'm looking for. You're still trying. Oh, this could be ugly. Do you have any idea what you're finding? Nope. Oh, that's not it. Nope. All right. We'll figure that out. I think they took the button out. There were comments that I was hitting the button too much. Everybody took it out on me. Wow. You're going to be the Ken Dorsey of the buttons. <laughs> I'm going to lose control. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uncoordinated on the board. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We want your prediction. Yep. We want your prediction. You said Somebody's going to say, I have the Eagles by seven. You have the Eagles by one. one. And Jenna has the Bills. By three. By three points with the win. So the, the host may be correct. We will see. Right. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Put your score, what you think from the game coming up, put it in the comments. We would appreciate it. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next time on Buffalo Plus. This is the Buffalo Plus Podcast, brought to you by Connors and Ferris.